Hey everybody, welcome to today's edition of Bible News Radio. I am Stacy Lynn here. And I I'm not even sure if I really want to talk about this today. Um I have been struggling personally with discouragement and a lot of it. Um and I'm not sure where to go with it, you know, because I think a lot of people are discouraged. I think a lot of people need to be encouraged and need to be heard. For me, it's frustrating to pour my heart and soul into doing this show, writing, and encouraging other people, only to be attacked by fellow believers who often disagree with me, which, you know, I'm no, I'm not, I'm not uh, immune to people disagreeing with me. I mean, I think people sometimes disagree with me just to be funny, <laughs> but I have to tell you that I feel discouraged a lot of the time. And yet at the same time, I feel discouraged the Lord will come in and give me some encouragement. So today what I want to do is I want to share with you a, a story that I wrote yesterday, February 6th. I'm not sure what day you're going to hear this, but I wrote this over on my Substack blog. And this is a blog that I decided to start this year called Consider This. If you've been following me on Facebook for any length of time on my personal page, you know that whenever I get something out of the Word... I tend to write, consider this, and then do this. And I thought, you know, why not make it a blog? So my consider this blog for yesterday was this. Consider this, an adult man dressed as a baby girl. Now, if you get my email, I already sent you this. Surprisingly, I have to tell you, just because I am really surprised, virtually no one on my email list clicked through to watch the video of this guy and to that I want to commend you all and say congratulations on not clicking through to this deviance and but I have to talk about it because I was sharing with Randall yesterday um, about what I wrote and how I ended this piece is really the core of the mission that I feel like I'm called to to make a disciple. So this is what I wrote. I wrote this. Consider this. We live in a truly wicked and perverse generation. I suppose some people would say that there's nothing new under the sun, and I would agree. I was thinking of Solomon at that point. But honestly, I never thought we would see such vile filth in my lifetime. I suppose I shouldn't be shocked by any of this given I was molested by a vile, perverted, filthy old man. But seeing this gross excuse for a human being today just has my ire up. And I linked to it. Um, And then I wrote, I have zero doubt in my mind that this man is a sexually deviant sexual predator who molests innocent children. I also have zero doubt that he's involved in either hypnoporn, which stands for hypnotic porn, and also hardcore child pornography. The feds should be hunting this man down and arresting him. 
My friend John Euler, who works with sexual predators, is the one who told me about hypnotic porn. This is a type of pornography that has been known to cause the viewer to disassociate and in some cases even transition to another gender. It's very dangerous. If you want to hear the interview I did with John about this, you can click here and listen to the podcast. Uh, I, I used to have it on YouTube, but as you know, I've been banned from there. And by the way, I have to tell you that that interview I did with John is one of the most listened to podcasts I've done in the last year. Um, lots of people have tuned into it, to which I'm glad. Um, so I continue to write. So why am I showing this filth today? Because honestly, it's what people want to see. This nauseated me. It makes me want to vomit. It's so wicked. And yet yesterday, I heard something in a sermon that I'm considering. This was Sunday. I thought maybe if I consider this, you may also consider this. Jesus died for this man. Jesus can resurrect this man from being dead in his sin to being alive in him in Christ, in other words. Jesus can wash this pervert clean. All this pervert has to do is believe in Jesus and trust him for salvation. This is something to seriously consider. Here's something else to consider, though. This man, like millions of others, are dying in their sin. And yet there's very little outrage about that. In fact, there's almost no outrage about it from the church. So there's very little outrage about people dying in their sin. There's considerable anger about this pervert being dressed as a baby girl and wearing a diaper, and yet the real solution to all of this mess is Jesus, Yeshua. Jesus is the only person who can set this pervert free. And this is why today I want you to join me in considering this. If Jesus is the only one who can set perverts free from their sin, then why are we so silent about what he does? It's easy to jump on the bandwagon and be all outraged about this guy, but why are we not shouting from the rooftops what Jesus has done for us and what he can do for this man if indeed this man desires freedom? It's just a question, and this is how I ended it. So there's a couple of things you know, I want to bring up here. Number one, I really would love for you guys to go and, and subscribe to my Consider This blog. I write, I write, I don't know, three to four times a week. Um, you can be a paid subscriber or a free one. Uh, right now I have 11 people that are subscribed to it, which is really sad. <laughs> it's really sad. And this is part of what discourages me because I think sometimes, you know, it would just be nicer to have a bigger audience. Um, so if you haven't done that, then I will link here in the podcast description where you can go and just subscribe. It will send you an email when I, when I post, or you can disable it, I guess. Um, but, but here's the thing. The core of this message here and the burden that I feel is that, you know, we look all around our culture and, you know, you can read vile news material 24-7 plus a day if you can keep your eyes open. You can listen to filth and gossip and conspiracy theories and truth 
and, you know, the destruction of our country and the COVID vaccine and the, you, you know, everything that everybody wants to talk about constantly. You can, you can do that. But where is the Lord in it? That's my question. You know, um, yesterday I was reading in Acts chapter 14, I think it was. I might want to make sure that's the right chapter. I'm pretty sure it's the right chapter. But I was reading in there, and um, something that stood out to me, and I was telling Randall um, this this morning. And uh, let me me just double-check here, because I have my Bible right here. Um, it, It is, actually, it is Acts chapter 14. Or 13. Is it 13? No. All right, people. I know. I should probably pause this, but but I know you'll wait for me. There, there it is. Okay, yeah. Here's, it's Acts chapter 14. This is what it says. It says, beginning in verse uh, 8, it says here, In Lystra... There, there sat a man crippled in his feet who had never walked and was lame from birth. He heard Paul speaking who looked intently at him and perceived that he had faith to be healed. And he said with a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And he jumped up and walked. Now, I don't know about you, but just picture that just for a second. Here's Paul, also known as Saul, who persecuted the church, uh, who killed, who encouraged killing people, who stoned both men and women. And now here he is telling this guy who um, couldn't, who's been crippled since since birth, to get up and walk. And uh, so he does. The guy does. He stands up and walks. Now, I don't know about you. I would personally think that would be super cool to witness. Um, But, uh, yeah. But then it says here in verse 11, When the crowds saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in Lyconian, which is is the language, um, this is what they said. They said, The gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. And Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul they called Hermes, because he was the main speaker. Um, The priest of Zeus, who was in front of the city, brought bulls and garlands to the gates to offer sacrifices with the crowds. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard this, they tore their clothes and rushed out into the crowd, crying out, Men, why are you doing this? We also are men of like nature with you, preaching to you to turn from these vain things to the living God, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything that is in them, who in times past allowed all nations to walk in their own ways. Yet he did not leave himself without witness, for he, 
did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying our hearts with food and gladness. With these, with, with these words, they scarcely restrained the crowds from sacrificing to them. I, I'm just going to stop there. So why did this stand out to me in, in lieu of today? Well, here's why. Because as I was reading this, um, what really stood out to me was that the people of that day worshipped these false gods, right? Zeus, Hermes, you know, um, there was a following there. They did sacrifices to these people, um, to these false gods. And they assumed that Paul and Barnabas were these gods in man form, which is really interesting, isn't it, when you think about it? I mean, if you really think about it, it's actually extremely interesting to think about that. Today, there are people who are focusing on the so-called living gods of the past, Zeus, Hermes. Um, I would say that these people are well-meaning, I suppose. Um, They are trying to show that there is uh, history there, that maybe these people, these gods really lived. But the response of Paul and Barnabas to these people who were sacrificing and who, who wanted to sacrifice to them is very telling. And I think it's a, I think it's instructive for us today. What they said was, men, why are you doing this? We also are men of like nature with you. So in other words, we're human. We're not God. We're not, we're not these gods. If you think about it, You also have to remember that, and I was telling Randall this, that these guys were appealing to the flesh, right? The the ones trying to sacrifice to Paul and Barnabas were they were appealing to their flesh in the ego, right? I think a lot of Christian media today is a lot of a lot of people with big ego, uh, people who are. they care about their name being seen. They care about their ministry growing and having lots of people following them. They care about money and making a lot of it hand over fist when they're not even selling biblical material. But Paul and Barnabas, they were like, no, we're not going to have any of this. And this is what he said, you know. They, they said, preaching to you to turn from these vain things to the living God. And then he points them back to who the living God is and refers them to the number one thing that the living God did. And don't ever forget this. Okay, mark my words. This is extremely important. The number one thing the living God did was create the heavens and the earth. And everything that it contains. In fact, if you have been following me on Facebook for the last week or two, one of the things that you can you you have been seeing is that I've been posting pictures of birds. I got to tell you about these pictures because this is interesting to me. Day five was the day that God created the birds. Okay, day five. God created the birds before he created man. Um, 
God created, I don't even know how many birds. There's a lot of them. It was about three years ago, um, when, before when my dad was living. Uh, my dad would come over to my house, and I have these bird feeders on my window. I love them. You can buy them on Amazon. They're they're strong, sturdy. They cost about 20 25 bucks, maybe a little bit more now, depending on where you get it. But let's say $25, $30, you can get a... a a very hardcore plastic bird feeder and put it on your window and put some seed in there and and you'll have birds find it eventually and then they'll start coming right up to your window I love birds I always have I mean my maiden name is Parrot my cousin's last name is Eagles it just seems like there's birds in my blood you know what I mean I really wish I was joking about that but I'm not but anyway so I started seeing all these birds come here in Tennessee to my window. I see the cardinals, I see the grackles, I see the doves, I see the tufted titmouse. Um, and I just started seeing these little birds. I didn't know what they were. They were, and, I, and I would always tell Randall, man, it'd be so cool to be able to know what these birds are. Well, about three years ago, give or take, um, I was on Kickstarter, <clears throat> and there is this product called Bird Buddy, that was the Kickstarter project, and it was not a cheap project. My dad had given me some money for my birthday, and I had saved it because I'm a chipmunk. I tend to save money, probably almost to a fault, <laughs> although it's rescued us many times. Um, but what I will say is my dad gave me some birthday money, and um, I purchased this bird buddy. It was $200. It was a Kickstarter project. Um, And what it is, is it's a camera that you put inside their specified bird feeder. It won't work unless it's in this bird feeder. And when the birds land in front of it, it takes a picture of it and video. And then it goes through its database and it tells you what it is. Or at least it gives you an option to select and pick if you know what it is. Because, you know, it does that. And it spits out what they call postcards of of these birds. And it's just pictures of them and all that. Well... I started to, uh, I, it took almost three years for me to get this thing because COVID delayed it. Unfortunately, my dad never lived to see it. He died two years ago. Um, and anyway, recently I was finally able to get mine. It came. Uh, Randall rigged it up so we could put it up. I'm actually still waiting for a mountain park park part that I ordered in, in November. Still not here. Um, everything's on back order. Anyway. It's taken a long time to get this bird feeder. So I had been putting pictures of these birds up on my Facebook. And I will be putting some of these pictures also up on my Substack that I told you about earlier as well. But it's day five, right? Day five is when God created the birds. And Paul and Barnabas were basically telling these people who are worshiping these false gods you know, to stop paying attention to these vain things. Pay attention to the God who created the heavens and the earth and everything that, you know, the earth contains. You cannot, unless you're spiritually blind or something, you can't walk around planet earth here and not realize that God made it. I mean, you know, if you've ever driven through mountains, it's like no man planted these mountains. 
they didn't get like these tree seeds and they didn't go, hey, we're going to go ahead and plant, you know, five million trees, you know, in perfect order. Um, you know, you, you, nobody created bugs, you know, God created the bugs. He created the fish. He created, um, all of these birds. And, but the thing is, is you never see the birds. You might see one or two birds flying in the sky, but until you get an actual bird feeder like this, you are not going to see the beauty of God around you. And this is why I'm sharing with you today, because all around us, we have God's creation, right? When you look at another human being, you're looking at something and someone that God created. There's no fake person ever. There, there, there are no fake people. Every person that you see, God made that person. God made me. He made you. He made your siblings. He made your mom, your dad. He made every person that has been killed in the womb. You know, he, he literally has made every creation. And yet we see in the book of Romans, chapter one, where it talks about that they worshiped the creature rather than the creator. And they ended up, you know, becoming hardened in their, their minds and they're blinded and they're, they're, the natural affection turns to unnatural um, <clears throat> and all that. And we're seeing that today. We're seeing this worship of creature as opposed to the worship of creator. And yet our creator, interestingly, came down from heaven to earth. He dressed himself up in human flesh in the likeness of human flesh and he walked among us you know what if you really stop and you dwell on who Christ Jesus is it will blow your mind it will right now I'm doing a bible study with some a group of women it's a small group admittedly but I'm doing this bible study on eternal security and it is amazing the the theology that I'm learning and I'm seeing as a result of listening to the wonderful teaching of Dr. Andy Woods. By the way, I highly recommend his teaching. Um, So biblical, so practical, and he's an attorney and he delivers the word in such a simple manner and it's so easy to digest. But he, you know, he's been teaching through these various Proofs, biblical proofs that show once you're saved, you're always saved, right? And one of the things that we were talking about just last night was, you know, Jesus is our intercessor, and so is the Spirit. And if Jesus was a flawed intercessor, then it would be pointless to believe that his prayers were always answered if he was flawed. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. His prayers are always answered. His prayers are for for our edification, protection, unification in the body. Um, it, it's an amazing thing to think about. But 
But yet we get so sidetracked with the deviance. Why? And here's why. We all know this. It's because of our flesh. We have a sinful fleshly nature that is drawn to the corrupted crap out there that we see constantly on places like Libs of TikTok, Twitter, all over Twitter. It's just nothing but trash central on Twitter. I mean, it's, it's everywhere, right? But we have, this, the, we have this fleshly nature that Jesus told us, the disciples told us in his word, that we're supposed to crucify our flesh. We are supposed to crucify it, put it to death. And you know what that means? And I say this because I'm talking to myself because it's been a challenge. Remember, I started this show telling you that I feel discouraged. Why do I feel discouraged? Because I feel like I'm trying to point people to the cross, point people to the Word of God, point people to something positive and holy and uplifting. But yet everybody seems to want to talk about the garbage and why? Because it, it bleeds, it leads, right? If it bleeds, it leads, people get, you get the attention. If it's deviant, it gets the attention. But you know what doesn't get the attention is what I wrote about in the last part of my Consider This column, which, which is that Jesus died for this pervert. You know, I mean, in some ways, I suppose we're all perverts, you know what I'm saying? Um, we've all been perverted and, and we've all been stained by, by uh, this sinful, perverted world. But when you have an adult man who's old, dressed in a diaper, and dressed up as a baby girl and talking, and I'm not even going to bother playing that for you if you want to watch it, or you can go do, look it up, but this man is talking like a baby girl. It's like... There's nothing edifying or holy about that. It's just perverse. And no doubt, like I said, he's addicted to pornography and probably watching child porn, you know, and probably should be arrested and thrown in jail. But again, you know, <laughs> it's like we can be outraged about it, but where is your heart going Here's one, one last thing, and I'm going to end this show this way. And by the way, I want to say thank you for listening this far. I have to tell you, I am encouraged. Uh, Anchor, my podcast platform, has just recently started showing us how much of our show people are listening to. Um, and I'm happy to say that most of you are listening to the whole episode, so that's very cool. I really appreciate it. Um, by the way, don't forget to download my Heart Tug International Bible News Radio app. You can find it on Apple and Google Play, Heart Tug International. Download it. I do a new Heart Tug moment every day uh, to try to get us all to focus on the good stuff, what Philippians 4.8 tells us to focus on, right? Um, but here's the thing. How... Are you going to change your life for the good if you're always focusing on all the negative stuff and not God's word? You know what? I really want you 
to be a part of my community where we're trying to build up one another in the faith. We're building one another up because we live in dark days. And if you're constantly watching stuff and just doing it to complain and grumble, then that's your flesh talking. Just so you know, it's your flesh talking. But if you're watching something with the hope and the intent to maybe pray for this guy or the situation or to strengthen yourself spiritually, um, then maybe that's a good thing. I'm not the Holy Spirit in your life. You should thank God for that because if I was, (laughs) probably wouldn't be a good thing. Um, I have enough of my own issues to deal with. I have my own anxieties I have to deal with. my own discouragement. And so, you know, I would just pray and just just ask you um, to pray for me. I need a lot of prayer. I'm not lying about that either. I I deal with a lot of anxiety. Um, I deal with financial stress a lot because we just have it. I mean, I know a lot of people are dealing with financial stress, but I, I really do. I deal, I worry about money because we don't have a ton of it. Um, I have a heart's desire to to coach people and to counsel, but right now my hands are tied with our ministry. That's another thing you can pray for um, because I have unfortunately had some Christian people I've coached who have turned into criminals, and so I've had to put the brakes on that for a while until I get some legal protection in place to cover our ministry, um, you know, from people who are who are unfortunate, (laughs) you know, who really do need help. But I guess when you're a drug dealer, it's kind of hard to, to, uh, um, yeah, I had a client that was a drug dealer. Yeah. I had to turn her in, but anyway, so yeah, there's just, there's just stuff like that. And it's like constant, it's constant. So I need you to pray for me. I need you to edify one another Uh, If you like what Randall and me do, edify us by donating to us or sharing it out, sharing the show out somehow on your social media, uh, leaving a comment on a show or on a post that we do, on an interview that we do. I would love that. I'm interviewing a lot of people. Uh, I'm getting a lot of good interview requests. I'm setting up interviews. Um, But honestly, I would like to hear some feedback on these shows, you know. If you're watching something and you like it, then interview, then email me and let me know. You guys know you can do that, right? Through the app, through my social media, through Facebook, um, through hearttug.org. You can email me through there. Most of you have my email. It's just stacyharp at gmail.com, and there's no E in my name. If you put an E in my name, I'm not going to get it. Just so you know, there's never been an E in any of my names. So don't even attempt to put an E in my name. <laughs> And when you email me, don't be putting an E in my name either. Don't be going S-T-A-C-E-Y. There's no E in my name, people. And it's like a pet peeve of mine, by the way. But anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever have you ever <laughs> had somebody spell your name wrong and in an email and you just wrote them back and you spelled their name wrong on purpose just to see if they do anything? Yes, I have done that. I admit it. Um, yeah, but, but anyway, 
So that is, uh, that is what I'm going to say. So give us some feedback. Uh, thank you for listening to this half-hour podcast. I, I hope you enjoyed it. And I really hope, ultimately, the main point is the, of this show that not only are you going to look at the deviant stuff, but you look to the creator and lay aside the vain things, just like it says in Acts that I read to you. Um, and pray for us. Pray for Randall. He also deals with discouragement quite a bit. Um, and yet the Lord will bless. He does bless us and he blesses the ministry that we do. But it's so um, the, the the blessings are so few in contrast to the criticism and the amount of discouragement we get hit with. So, um, yeah, so just keep us in prayer. And I will tell you one last thing. You know, I have this book called Pickleball Faith. Yesterday, I was at Pickleball, and I met a new woman. She was there, and I, I said hi to her. And um, she, um, this will be totally worth you listening to the very end. She told me she was the wife of one of the guys that's there. And I was like, oh, well, it's nice to meet you. And she's like, yeah, I just want to let you know that, that, um, um, yeah, it took me a while to get here because her husband doesn't really have the best reputation. He's kind of um, difficult, let's say it that way. Um, anyway, and I said, oh, well, have you, have you seen this book, Pickleball Faith, by any chance that he had? He bought, he bought a copy from me. And she said, yes, he's actually been reading it off and on. And she said, I want to thank you for continuing to pray for him. Now, you guys, I don't know this woman. I don't even know if she was a Christian or not. And I certainly don't know where her husband stands. But from everything I know of him, he doesn't act like a Christian if he is one. Apparently, he isn't one, though, which is what his wife told me. Long story short, she uh, smiled and she said, thank you for your book. Please keep praying for him. His heart is softening. That encouraged me because it came out of nowhere. It was like, it was like the Lord going, you know what? That book you wrote and you bared your heart and your soul into it. Um, that was really hard for you to put out there. This guy's actually reading it. You didn't even know. And his wife's a believer and you didn't know that either. And here you are witnessing to him and you didn't even know. So there's that encouragement that comes that way, it comes that way for me sometimes. Um, and so just know that your encouragement matters. It could be an email. It could be two lines. If you say something nice or something that I said that maybe ministered to you, then that's encouragement, right? So let's encourage one another. That's my point. Encourage people to their walk with the Lord. Encourage people to worship the Creator as opposed to the creation and encourage people to, you know, crucify your flesh because uh, it's hard. You know, our flesh wants to complain. Our flesh wants to, you know, be grumpy and sad and discouraged. But we're children of God. We're children of the Most High King. And we have a mission. And our mission is to be bold, to stand up and to go with God because He loves us. And our mission is to walk with the Lord and be salt and light in this wicked and perverse generation. Because you know what? 
some of these people that are so bold, like this guy who's pretending to be a baby girl, if that man got saved, could you imagine what a voice he would be against the deviance that he's now engaged in? He would be an amazing voice, and that's what we need. We need people who are going to convert, who are going to be converted out of this place so that they can be a voice for Christ instead of a voice for Satan, which is exactly what all these people are doing. You do realize that when you give voice to Satan's work, his dirty work, you're continuing to give voice to Satan who gets a louder and louder and louder and louder voice the more you talk about his work. So don't do that. Give voice to the creator, to the one who made you, to the one who made me. Give voice to his word and watch your life change. I say that in Jesus' name. I'll see you on the next show.